Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. Okay, so far, I've given you 68 episodes and over three years of free content. So please support this podcast by purchasing my CFA ebook. And if you enjoy it, please give me the best rating that you see fit on Amazon. Also, give me a five-star rating wherever you listen and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. To rate takes less than 10 seconds of your time and to review takes less than a minute. And always remember to hit the follow button so new apps pop up on your podcast player automatically. Okay, you guys, I have two amazing reviews I want to read to you. Thank you so much for submitting them on Apple Podcasts. This is from Flawless Q. And I can only read part of it, but it says important for aspiring CFA. Five stars, of course, five stars. I am an aspiring CFA, currently commercial FA. Oh, that's really cool. The information and perspective given in this podcast is so helpful to understanding the difference in the worlds and how to navigate. I appreciate the candid honesty. I am so grateful. I would recommend buying the ebook as well. Very useful. Oh my gosh. Flawless Q, love you. Thank you so much. You have such good karma coming your way. You're going to have great passengers, great trips. I'm going to ask you for a little favor. If you want extra good karma, Flawless Q, would you mind going onto Amazon? And if you feel that it's appropriate, giving me the best review you can, because that really helps me on Amazon as well. See, Amazon's policies, I cannot ask for five stars. It's illegal. I cannot ask anything in exchange for a review, but if you want to help me out and do that, you would be extra super awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. And then we have another review and this is from, Ooh, mad dog global. We know who he is. It's five stars, useful information. While the interviews may be centered around FAs, the topics covered and information shared are useful to all in the aviation industry. Looking forward to catching new episodes on morning walks. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Matt. You guys are awesome. Keep them coming. They really help support this podcast and they motivate me and they make me feel happy. Okay. I just want to talk about one thing and that is I've had a few of you reach out and say, Hey, would you analyze the TV show Selling Jets? You guys, I cannot find it anywhere. And every time I look for streaming, it says not available for streaming in the US, even though it is an American program. If anyone wants to help me out and tell me where I can find it streaming in the US, please let me know. I do not have cable. I do not have regular TV. All I have are apps. So it would have to be from an app. So please let me know that. And that's something I want to get into is analyzing some of these shows with private jets. I think it would be fun for you. It'd be fun for me. Bring back some memories. Hey, why not? Okay, so let's get to today's topic. Sarah, who was in episode 65, we interviewed her she inspired me to have an episode idea to discuss how to zhuzh up food on a plane. For example, when the catering is not so fresh, it's been sitting in the fridge for a little too long. Now, obviously, you guys know, you're smart enough to know, you can't serve just wilted, rotting crap. Like, (laughs) you can't do that. And if it's not at its best, you can't serve it. But you guys also know 
that there are situations where you're going on these longer trips to Africa, to Antarctica, to, I mean, these things happen. You have a picky eater and it's really hard to get food there. I mean, yes, you're going to get food, but you may not get what they want. You may not get the Caesar salad they're always used to. You may not get the chicken soup the way they like it. So it's hard to get their normal food and you have to be inventive. And this has happened to me many times. There was one passenger or owner, I guess you could say, I flew with who his thing was he would quickly go from stop to stop. So his account was he would not work on the weekends or not work. He would not fly on the weekends, which was very cool for the flight attendants. But then you're flying your ass off Monday through Friday. That was his thing. And because of that, they were doing very quick stops and you didn't have time to get all the catering he wanted, especially in these small islands in Africa and things like that. Because of all that, you had to make sure you were storing food for days, obviously as long as it's healthy to store. We're not gonna store salad for four days. It's gonna be garbage after four days and you can get salad in most countries but other certain things you would have to store and you have to make sure it's as fresh as long as it can be. So I want to address that. And here are five tips to zhuzh up food to serve on a private jet. Number one, presentation. Now you guys know, (laughs) I'm not into the napkin folding and the picking out the china. That's not my cup of tea. For a lot of full-time CFAs who are amazing at this, that is our cup of tea. Me, not so much. I'm big into presentation. I think presentation can really win over an owner, a PAX, a charter PAX. It's a huge deal and it's a very simple concept. Make everything pretty. That's it, that's not hard. And what I'm talking about is more with food arrangement. So for example, don't just serve a peanut butter and jelly sandwich cut down the middle. What I used to do is I would cut the peanut butter and jelly sandwich into finger sandwiches, and then I would line up the finger sandwiches on the side. So it had this kind of cool, unique look to it, and people really liked it. Also, when you cut an apple or an orange, Make sure when you cut it into those slices, those wedges, I guess you could say, do it in an overlapping circle around the plate. And it makes a really beautiful presentation. It makes a huge difference too. If you make an effort in the presentation, sometimes other things may be overlooked. If you're in the middle of Africa and this passenger is obsessed with cilantro and you just don't have any more cilantro left, well, that can help at least a little bit make up for things. So presentation, presentation. Number two, use of color. Color conceals, right? We say that with makeup, right? Color conceals, for example, in a salad, the lettuce may not be as fresh as it was a day ago, but again, you're in the situation where you have to use the lettuce again. You cannot order more. And the PAX is okay with many vegetables. So they're not 
the type of passengers that's super picky and saying, I only want lettuce. I only want lettuce with olive oil and salt. They're, they're more open to a lot of vegetables. And you also have to ask them, okay, is there anything you absolutely do not want on the salad? Before you do this, you have to make sure of that. There's allergies to think about. There's, you know, maybe they just are revolted by onions. What I would do is to that green salad or the green lettuce, I would add tomatoes, orange peppers, purple onions, carrots. Think about rainbow carrots, which are really colorful. But remember, if you were to want to cook or do anything with rainbow carrots, they stain everything. So I'm just talking about raw rainbow carrots. And they have a cool look to them as well. I had a plain Jane passenger who just wanted to eat American comfort food. And that was his big thing. So I had served coleslaw. And you guys know in fancier establishments, you will get a purple coleslaw versus at home, it may be that white dressing, but this was the purple one. The guy totally freaked out. I'm not even exaggerating. He made a big deal about it. He was asking the passengers about it. And of course, he was the big boss. So they all just nodded and agreed with him. And he's like, who does purple coleslaw? This is so weird. This is so, I've never seen this before. And I'm sitting there going, bitch, like you are richer than shit. You have never seen (laughs) purple coleslaw? (laughs) Because when I've gone to fancy restaurants, I've never seen white coleslaw. I've only seen purple coleslaw. So anyway, he made a big deal about it. So just keep in mind if they're kind of weird like that and super picky, don't start experimenting with shit. Just make it as basic as you can, but also as beautiful and as colorful as you can. Number three, use different shapes. Shapes can make everything fun. Think of going back to when you're in preschool and shapes are fun. They're not a pain in the ass. They're just something you play with. So not so much for a super straight male because sometimes they don't like all the flowers and all that stuff. But for the rest of us, (laughs) for everyone else, if you have the time in the flight, again, this is, you know, you have to take it trip by trip, right? Because if you're serving 14 passengers and you're doing a three course meal, you don't have time probably to do these shapes if it's that many people. But if you have the time, it's always nice to cut the fruit into flowers with a grape in the middle and you can make sandwiches into a different shape. You can use different shapes for serving. For example, you can serve round scoops of ice cream on a rectangular tray or stacked in a square dish. I like doing things like that. I also will use sometimes some of the dishware that you wouldn't expect to be used as long as as it's not too weird. You don't want to serve something where they're expecting a plate and then it's a bowl and they don't like that. You don't want to get too weird with it. I would say with dessert, you can get a little fun uh, with it or maybe a side plate, you can get a little fun, but for their main dish, just serve them normally how you would in the main dish. But think about how you can use shapes, right? So now you have shapes and color you can play with and just zhuzh up the food a little bit. Okay, number four, like Sarah said in episode 65, use the freshest ingredients possible. Usually for salad, you guys, I keep mentioning salad because these American passengers, at least 
that's what they love. They love their Caesar salads. They love their Cobb salads. They love all of that. That's what they're going to ask you for. So if you're like, oh, fuck salad, well, get used to it. You're going to have to serve salad. (laughs) And it's easy. And personally, I freaking love it. And when you order from catering, you should know that every ingredient comes in a different bag. You do not want a pre-made salad. That is going to be the most unfresh salad and it's going to go wilted in about one second. So you have your lettuce in a Ziploc bag, you have your tomatoes in a Ziploc bag, you know, you get what I'm saying. So all the ingredients should be separate. And then you put the salad together on the plane and that makes it as fresh as possible. A good tip is to put the ice packs beneath the salad. And you can say that to the caterer too. You can say, hey, when you pack the salad, put the ice packs beneath. I mean, they usually do, but just in case, because if you put the ice packs directly on the vegetables, it wilts them and it's not good at all. Do not cut vegetables at once if you're using them for a few days because you want them to stay as fresh as possible. So don't, you know, cut all the celery and cut all the carrots at once on Monday and you're still going to be using them by Wednesday. Just cut the amount you need if you can get away with that, if you don't have that many passengers. Do it to maintain freshness as long as you can. As Sarah had said, use any fresh herbs, any spices, A newly made salad dressing is a great way to go. Now, again, the passengers have to be open to that. If they are someone who just wants their Caesar salad, just make them their fucking Caesar salad. (laughs) That's it. And I'm that person. I have a lot of food restrictions. You guys know that I have an autoimmune disease, that I have a lot of food restrictions. So if someone starts fucking around with my food, I'm not going to like that. But if you have someone who's more open to that and you can always ask them, hey, today, would you like this on your salad? Would you like this? Ask them and see what they have to say. But a newly made salad dressing is always good. Anything that's fresh, you can zhuzh up and make a meal nice. So for example, if you're going to a country that is really known for its strawberries. I have no idea where that would be. But let's just say they're really known for their strawberries. Get some fresh strawberries from the caterer. Put that on top of the salad if they're okay with it or put it in a little bowl or do something like that. That always zhuzhes things up. Okay, number five, pick up something small. Petit fours, chocolates, a small, fun treat from their childhood, nothing snack basket-like. You don't want to serve something that would be in the snack basket. You want something a little fancier, something a little more upscale. For example, when I used to take this passenger to Paris all the time, I would always get these special little chocolates. And he was not a big sweets eater, but when he left the plane, I would always have one chocolate. Or maybe I'd serve that chocolate on a little tray after he was eating or something like that. So just something really small also really, you know, helps with, hey, if I have to, you have to see the salad now for the third time, we're in Antarctica, then there you go. (laughs) That helps. So also think of doing a fun treat from their childhood. I've given you at least many times the Malamar example, where the Malamars are actually out now. They're those cookies in the fall. They only come out fall, winter, and they have the um, chocolate, and they're like a s'more. They have chocolate, marshmallow, and graham cracker. 
I've served them. I've been a hero because I've done it. You can think about some really cute things like small bowls of dry cereal, such as cinnamon toast crunch. Just put it in a tiny little bowl. People like that. I would do it at the end for something like that. And I would make sure I put it in a tiny little bowl. So it's almost like eating, you know, peanuts at a bar or something like that, because you don't want to make things more of a pain in the ass for yourself, where you do a big thing of cinnamon toast crunch and they ask for milk and now we need the milk and now we need the bowl and now we need the spoon. Don't do it that way. So make sure that you keep things simple for yourself. That is my rule of thumb. If I could pass on, you guys know my big things are don't talk to the passengers unless you have to. But my other big thing is why I think I did so well in the industry was I kept things really simple. Besides the don't talk to the passengers and be intuitive is for myself, I tried my best not to overwhelm myself because I think in the beginning, it's easy to get overwhelmed. So just keep things small, simple. Think what you would like. That's another thing. And then I also want to add this because this is also a game changer and will make PAC so happy. Again, make sure they're okay with it because some people may not be okay with it. And I'll tell you one in a second. But baking and serving warm cookies is always a crowd pleaser, especially chocolate chip. Now, why I'm saying some people aren't okay with it and you may not want to keep it as a surprise is because that person may be on a diet. And the one thing that will tip them over is a chocolate chip cookie. And now you have it smelling throughout the cabin. And that's something you have to remember, guys, is when you're baking something, cooking something, they're smelling it throughout the cabin. I had a passenger who hated the smell of eggs, could never cook it on the plane for the pilots. I get that. If it's my own plane, I want my own plane to reek of (laughs) eggs. And it also was on a plane that used to be a former Starbucks private jet. And oh my God, that thing smelled and reeked of coffee. So I get it. I get where these people are coming from. So I would definitely ask and say, hey, uh, just want to know, I was going to bake some chocolate chip cookies. I was going to bake some oatmeal raisin cookies. Would you be okay with that? And they'll most likely say yes and be like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. You want to serve them warm. You want to serve them on a nice little napkin. You have them on a tray and you want to make sure you have presentation in that as well. And they love it. Don't go crazy, guys, with this type of stuff. This is what I'm saying. Keep it simple. Don't be like, oh, I can offer you oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip or sugar or whatever. Don't do any of that because that makes more work for you. And then you're giving them too many options and then they get overwhelmed. Don't do that. Everyone gets a fucking chocolate chip cookie. By the way, I have no idea why I'm dropping so many F-bombs in this episode. (laughs) I don't know what is in the air today, but everyone gets a chocolate chip cookie. You know what I mean? Sorry about all the F-bombs. Sorry if you're new to this podcast. Usually I don't swear that much. I have an episode that I talked about a job interview, which was in the beginning where I listened back to it probably about a year ago and I was like, wow, I was swearing way too much in that episode. So I apologize to everyone. So think of what you would like, use your creativity. This is the fun part of the job when you get to use your creativity. And that's, that's my feeling on it. Stay within the guidelines of what the packs can eat, especially the owner or lead packs. And keep in mind, if they're gluten-free, make sure the cookies you bake are gluten-free. Tell them that. 
Don't have them ask more questions. Give them all the information. If I have a passenger or lead passenger owner who's gluten-free and I ask them, I would present it this way. I would say, would it be okay if I baked gluten-free chocolate chip cookies? And then let them answer. Maybe they say no, but most likely they'll say yes. So just give them all the information up front. This is the part of the culinary experience I really liked because I felt that it was nurturing. And it's funny because I'm not a mother, but I like to nurture adults sometimes. Well, it makes sense, right? If I was a CFA, I like to nurture adults in certain ways. And that's one of the ways I like doing it. So that was always really fun for me. And it's just, I don't know, it's creative, it's inventive, it's something you can have a little fun with, you can keep it simple. So there you go. Oh, I have one last tip. One last tip, and this one's a little bit weird, and this one's a little bit woo-woo. Okay, you guys know I'm into the woo. You know it. I have a metaphysical podcast called Two Inches Off the Ground, and that talks all all about metaphysical self-help and paranormal, and you guys know I'm into that. So I'm going to give you one last tip and see what you think about it. When you use a microwave, you can look this up in Chinese medicine and and Eastern medicine and uh, Ayurveda and all of that. They say that it kills the prana or the chi. In other words, it kills the life energy in the food and it kills the nutrients. And there's a lot of scientific evidence behind this and whatever. So if it's something that you want to do, and I would do this, I didn't do it back in the day only because I wasn't as aware of it, but now I would do it definitely is if you want to, when you have to use a microwave and you can do this at home for yourself. When I use a microwave, there's this one thing I have to use a microwave for. Usually I do not use a microwave at all, but there's this one thing I do and I always restore the prana back in it. Now I use Reiki. I use energy healing. I do it that way. It's not a big thing. It's a two second thing where I put my hands over and say something Reiki-like. But if you're not into that, you can just put your hand over the food and say, please put the energy back in this food. And that's it. Also making sure that you are giving love to the food in that way too, because that's nurturing as well. So just something strange and fun that you might want to add to your regime, especially regime, regimen, (laughs) especially if you like the passengers. If you don't like the passengers, screw it. Let them eat the radioactive crap. Let them have all that EMF. (laughs) The next episode will drop on Friday, November 3rd, 2023. Until then, happy flying.